I'm going to have you out of here before noon again. It's going to be awesome. Now, did I see that Nathan had to shave his beard because of the, of the mask thing? That shouldn't have been had to happen. Because I see people at Walmart all the time covering their beard with their mask down here. Now, their mouth and nose and eyes are still shining, but they got their beard covered. Amen. So, Nathan, I'm putting in a protest for you there. Didn't have to happen. Daniel chapter 3. I'm going to read from the New Living Translation. King Nebuchadnezzar made a gold statue, 90 feet tall and 9 feet wide. Now, this sanctuary is about 60 feet, I believe, isn't it? So, add 30 more feet to it and then stand it up. That's how tall this statue was. Very tall. And it was 9 feet wide. What's that old song? Dun, 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 night, grandma's feather bed. Never mind. You. Did anybody ever do that? Anybody hear the nursery rhyme about grandma's feather bed? Song? Never mind. Okay. Must have been in my part of the country. 90 feet tall, 9 feet wide, and it's set on the plain of Dura in the province of Babylon. Then he, King Nebuchadnezzar, sent messages to the princes, the, per, the prefects, the governors, the advisors, the counselors, the judges, the magistrates, and all the provincial officials to come to the dedication of the statue that he had set up. Now, Nebuchadnezzar was the king over this vast empire. He builds a statue, and he wants everybody to worship this statue. When all the officials had arrived and were standing before the image King Nebuchadnezzar had set up, a herald shouted out, People of all races and nations and languages, listen to the king's command. You like that? I'm going to tell you, you guys are a hard crowd, and I've been preaching two minutes. And you, I'm about ready to just go home. Amen. That was dramatized. That was dramatized. I don't know if you remember the old, when you listened to Bible on cassette a hundred years ago, and it was old Alexander Scurvy. And God said, let there be light. And that's all you heard for the next 300 years was that monotone voice. Well, when they came out with the Bible dramatized, you heard the seagulls. You heard the waves of the Sea of Galilee splashing against the shoreline. That was awesome. I'm just trying to do that here and make this more awesome, but it's all right. Okay, when you hear the sound of the horn, the flute, the zither, the lyre, the harp, pipes, and other instruments bow to the ground to worship King Nebuchadnezzar's gold statue. Anyone who refuses to obey will immediately be thrown into a blazing furnace. So we are looking at a situation here where there is a edict all across the land that everyone is going to have to bow down to this golden image, this statue. So at the sound of the musical instruments, all the people, whatever their race or nation or language, bowed to the ground and worshipped the statue that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. But some of the astrologers went to the king and informed on the Jews. They said to King Nebuchadnezzar, Long live the king. Now you know somebody going to 
try to get some brownie points when they open up saying, long live the king. When they say, you're the greatest thing since sliced bread. Long live the king. Because they're getting ready to snitch on them. You issued a decree requiring all the people to bow down and worship the gold statue when they hear the sound of the musical instruments. That decree also states that those who refuse to obey must be thrown into a blazing furnace. So I guess that they thought that Nebuchadnezzar may have forgotten what he decreed and they had to remind him again. But there are some Jews, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, whom you have put in charge of the providence of Babylon. They have defied your majesty by refusing to serve your gods or to worship the gold statue you have set up. Now, we live in a very precarious time. We live in a time where you have to wear a mask if you go in certain stores. And I'm hearing, do you wear a mask? Should you wear a mask? Shouldn't you wear a mask? I was in Carbondale a, a week or so ago, and I ran inside a gas station to get something. Halfway to the gas, inside, toward the inside, I remembered that my beautiful mask was in my Suburban. So, being the man that I am, because I know I'm not a girl, being the man that I am, I decided I'm going to go. It's I'm going in there. I'll be in there. Thirty-two seconds, maybe a little longer. I'm going to go in. I'm going to get a bottle of water, and I'm coming out. Well, I wasn't paying much attention, except there was an old guy getting out of an electric car that had a full mask on that was going in. I didn't realize that he was going to notify me when I got in there that I didn't have my mask on. I already knew that I didn't have my mask on. Now, I know that I don't know where he was from originally, but I know where I'm from originally, and I can ignore, ignore you, and I don't care. It doesn't matter. It's all right. I walk in there, and he says, Hey, you know, hey, where's your mask? This is Carbondale. You could get fined. And I just kept on walking. Hey, where's your mask? This is Carbondale. You could get fined. And I said, I know I'm in Carbondale, and I know I don't have a mask on. That's why I'm trying to get out of here. He just looks at me. I get my water, and I get back in the Suburban, and then I see where he's going back to the electric car. And I thought, you know, what a missed opportunity. What a missed opportunity. I should have also told him I own guns, and I drive a gas-sucking SUV. <laughs> Welcome to the United States of America still. Amen. Now, a lot of people, do you wear a mask? Should you wear a mask? Listen, if, they, if they're not going to let you in, if you want, need something at Menards, you're going to get a mask or you're not going in. Okay? 
And and I to me a mask is okay. I I know that they're infringing on your civil liberty civil liberties and all that. But I'm going to this right here. They're not asking me to worship a mask yet. They're not asking me to, you know, do whatever that's going to go against the principles of the Word of God in my life as far as that. So I'm going to try to, the Bible says in Hebrews, to follow peace with all men. Follow peace with all men. Especially if I'm trying to get into Menards and i got a family worship center shirt on. And I don't have a mask and I say, you know, I'm fixing to pull out my pistol and shoot you right here. That's not a good witness. You know what I'm saying. So we have to learn how to try to maneuver through this world here. Now, we gave, we came into a tough situation when they said no church. And we all went online. Now, the next time it could happen that, you know, they're shutting power off on churches in Los Angeles. Yes. Now, you know, what are we saying then? That's where the, the mask, it's a, it's a little bit different scenario, in my opinion. Each of you can have your own opinion. And praise the Lord, God help me that I got out of Carbondale safely, without a fine. But these boys here are being asked to worship an image. And they are not worshipers of an image. They worship an invisible God. They worship a God that has... Ears and a mouth and eyes and arms and hands and feet, but you can't see them. And they're in the middle of a pagan land. They're in the middle of a land that is totally anti-God. They are actually, they were taken as slaves. In fact, Nebuchadnezzar raided Jerusalem, if you look back at history, and he took all of the choice men from Jerusalem and amongst the Jews and brought them in and groomed them and got them ready to be part of his uh, government in his kingdom. So we see the situation here uh, that they're not bowing. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Then Nebuchadnezzar flew into a rage and ordered these boys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, to be brought before him. When they were brought in, Nebuchadnezzar said, is this true? Is it true? Boys, is it true? I brought you from Jerusalem. I could have killed you. I could have killed your family. But I have brought you here and I have made you governors. I have made you leaders in my government. And now you refuse to serve my gods. You refuse to worship the gold statue that I've set up. He said, I'll give you one more chance. I'm going to give you one more chance. If you bow down and worship the statue I've made when you hear the sound of the musical instruments, all is well. All will be well. It's all going to be just fine if you just do what I want. Okay. But if you refuse, you will be thrown immediately into the blazing furnace. What God will be able to rescue you from my power then? You see, the enemy thinks that he has all power. But that's where we have to resolve in our spirits and in our minds that this is the line, devil, and I'm not crossing it. It's very important for us to get the kingdom into our lives to the point that we are totally committed to what God has for us, no matter what it may cost us. So you see, we're, we're just moving into this, this time in, in society and in the world where now they know they can shut down churches, but, you know, they're not shutting down anything else. And we can declare a riot, and then we're okay. 
Because, I mean, we may have to ride outside here in the yard sometime. Who knows what we're going to have to do. But what's going to happen when they do shut the power off on you and on us? What's going to happen when you can't buy or sell because that day is coming? Are you seeing what I'm saying? Hello. That day is coming. I don't know if you've read the back of the book, but the day is coming except a man have the mark he cannot buy or sell. That's what the Bible says. What are you going to do when you put your card in, right, to get gas at the gas station and it says declined? I don't, probably none of you have ever lived in this state of being declined, but I have been at Walmart with a whole bag and sack full or buggy full of groceries. What do they call them out here? They call them buggies? We call them buggies, okay? There you go. See, now I'm telling you where I'm from now. With a whole buggy full of groceries and it says decline. And then you say, please wait, don't, you got a whole line behind you, I got to go dig under the seat, get the change out of my car, I may have enough here. You know how it feels to be declined. You know what it's like. It's happened to all of us. But that was because, hey, there was a mess up at the bank, they shut your account off by accident. But what happens when they shut it off on purpose? And I don't know if you've ever got a customer service representative that doesn't really care on the other end of the phone. Or one that lives in India. And then you feel like they say, can you repeat that again? I'm sorry, can you repeat that again? And then they get mad at you because you're not understanding them. What are we going to do? That's why we have to have this resolve in our minds, how deep is our walk with the Lord? I'm going to serve you, Lord. I'm going to serve you when the power is on, but if not, I'm going to serve you when I get gasoline from my car, but if not, what are we going to do when we can't get formula for our babies, but if not, what are we going to do when we can't have, we don't have a job, we don't get a paycheck anymore because the government has all taken care of that. Uh, you've, you've been to where there's no more change, you can't get change. Some places aren't taking cash anymore. But if not, are we still going to serve the Lord? But if not, and what are we still going to do? But if not, but if not, are you seeing what I'm saying here? But if not today. So Chadrach and Meshach and Abednego, they said, Oh, Nebuchadnezzar, we do not defend ourselves before you. We did it. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God whom we serve is able to save us. He will rescue us from your power and your majesty. Or your majesty, sorry. He will rescue us. You know why? Maybe they just came out of a big church service. And their faith is high. It's easy to fight the devil when you're sitting here with all of your brothers and sisters. That's why I got to have you here. So I can make it through the next week. That's why you got to have me. Like it or not, you got to have me. Right? Somebody wrote a song and said it was so good to be stuck with you. You're stuck with me. I'm stuck with you. That's good. We need each other. It's easy to fight the devil here. But how about when we get out there by ourselves on Tuesday? What about when the, the account gets declined? He said, God is able. He will rescue us from your power, O Majesty. He will rescue us from your power, your majesty, but if he doesn't, everybody say but. Say but. That's right. 
butt. Preached a message years ago called Hang Up Your Butts. Get rid of your butts. But, even if he doesn't, that's where we're at today. But, even if he doesn't, your majesty can be sure that we will never serve your gods or worship the gold statue you have set up. He can deliver us, but if he doesn't, I don't know how many times over how many years of ministry I've had people come up, Brother Dave, they come up, people that you never would dream would come to, to a church service that, that I would be in, a, a t- the type of church. This is a little di- bit different church here. I don't know if you noticed that. This church is a little different. Anybody notice that? We're a little different. We believe in the power movement. We believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We believe in glossolalia. Somebody said, what's that big word with G? That's speaking in tongues. We believe in the power of God through the baptism of the Holy Ghost living in each of our lives. Giving us power to overcome sin. Giving us power to be a witness. That's that resurrection power. I, I preached a funeral yesterday up in Shelbyville. And I went to the, the uh, graveyard was over in Mattoon. And I'm doing the, the graveyard committal service. And I go to Romans chapter 8 verse 11. It says, but if the spirit that raised up Christ from the dead dwell in you, it shall also quicken your mortal body. Not only is the Holy Ghost for me in power now, not only is the Holy Ghost for me in power to overcome, because John said that the one who would come after him, he would baptize us with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Anybody ever burnt your, burn your hand? All right, when you burn your hand, what do you do? You burn your hand and say, oh my, I just burnt my hand. No, when you burn something, you jerk back. You jump. You scream. Mm-hmm. The Holy Ghost gives us power. The Holy Ghost gives us a resurrection ticket. Amen. Read it. It's in Romans eight eleven. If the spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwell in you, it shall also quicken your mortal body. And it gives you power. You shall receive power. After the Holy Ghost comes upon you, Acts 1.8. Anybody ever been shocked by electricity? You know? You, you know, you get shocked, you say, oh my, I just got shocked. No? When a power gets a hold of you, it's like Marv on Home Alone 2. When he got the welder turned up on him. Brother, when the Holy Ghost gets a hold of you, the Holy Ghost gets a hold of you. So this church is a little different. But I don't know how many times that I've seen people that come out of dead churches, dry churches, churches where there ain't nothing moving but the air conditioner. Amen? This is swirling and a blowing, and they find out you have stage four cancer and you've got three to six months to live. Where do you find them? Boom. They're at an altar in a Holy Ghost-filled church. Because when you're desperate, you're going to do anything you can to get the results you need. 
Oh, when you're desperate, you're going to do anything you have to do to get the results you need. Are you seeing what I'm saying here? And people will lay aside their pride. People will lay aside their prejudice. People will lay aside everything because whatever it takes to get into the power of God so I can get this healing, I will do whatever I have to do. Amen. And so you, you, you see people, but they walk out disappointed. You see people, they walk out not healed. You see people, they end up passing away and it's a sad deal. It's a sad deal. But what I'm saying is God is able, but if he does not. God is able, but if he doesn't do it, what are we going to do? What are we, that's what I'm talking about today. God is able to do everything we need him to do in our lives, but if he does not do it, what are we going to do? Are we going to walk out on him? Are we going to turn around and go somewhere else? Nebuchadnezzar was so furious with the boys that his face became distorted with rage. I believe that demon in him manifested itself. Now, of course, I live on the edge, all right? I'm out here on the edge. I believe in demons. I believe in angels, okay? So there you go. His face was distorted with rage. He commanded the furnace to be heated seven times hotter than usual. Then he ordered some of the strongest men of his army to bind the boys up and throw them into the blazing furnace. So they tied them up and threw them into the furnace fully clothed. And the king, because the king, in his anger, had demanded such a hot fire, the flames leaped out and killed the soldiers as they threw the three men in. The men who were casting them into the furnace were consumed by the flames. Ooh, it had to have been hot. It had to have been vicious. I'm saying vicious. You know? You know when you build a big fire outside... You can still feel the heat from so many feet and yards away. You ever seen a, a big structure fire, a house on fire, and you can feel the heat from uh, uh, blocks away or even half a mile away? You know, did anybody see that video of that explosion in Beirut? Oh, my goodness. They said that 180 miles away in Cyprus they felt the, the earth rock from that 180 miles away. In the island of Cyprus. So there was power. There's power in this flame here. And it consumes these three men. And there's uh, the boys. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They securely tied up. They fell down into the roaring flames. Guess what? The devil has has plans for you. The devil has plans for you. The devil has plans for us. The devil has plans to try to sideswipe you and attack your faith. He wants to bring your faith down to where it says, well, God didn't do it, so I'm not going to do this for God anymore. Put that talk away. Amen? If God doesn't do anything else for us, He died for our sins. He filled us with His Spirit. He gave us hope for a new life. Amen? And that's more than enough. This is just dress rehearsal, brothers and sisters. We are just here on this earth for a short time. Amen. Our final destination is eternity. And we're going to have to decide where we're going to spend eternity. Are we going to spend it in the in the, uh, the eternal torments and flames of the lake of fire? Or are we going to spend it in the eternal presence of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? Amen. That's where I want to go. I'm looking for a city whose builder and maker is God. Amen. Give the Lord some praise. I've let you rest for too, far too long. Amen. Somebody should have jumped up and did a lap on that one. Where's Remington at today when I need him? 
Amen. Mitchell did that in one lap one time and shot his shoe clear off. Amen. If he doesn't do anything else for me, he's already done enough. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego are in the flames. But just as the devil has a plan for each of us, God already has a plan too. He already wrote a book of destiny for us. It's already planned out. The devil wants to take your fire. The devil wants to steal your victory. The devil wants to take your faith. Amen. Hearing what I'm saying. And as we go through life, we get attacked on this side and we get attacked on this side. And we get attacked from the back and attacked from the front. We we suffer all the time. through. You know, it, it would be so much easier just to lay down and just be like everybody else. It would be so much easier just to live like hell, like everybody else. You guys are tough today. I should have took some extra shark liver oil. Amen. It'd be easy just to do that. There were there were twelve spies that spied out the land. Back in Numbers, chapters 12, 13, 14. There were two spies out of that 12 that said we are well able to take the land. Can anybody name them? Caleb and Joshua. Anybody got the names of the other 10? Nobody talks about people of doubt. Nobody talks about people that are losers. People that lay down with the crowd and say, yeah, whatever. But how about the ones that stand out? God wants you folks, he wants us to stand out for him. He's well able, but if not, we're still standing. He's well able, but if not, we're not going to bow. He He's well able, but if not, we're still not going to worship the God that you want us to worship this statue. And they threw them into the burning fiery furnace. And all at once, suddenly, as he was watching, Nebuchadnezzar jumped up in amazement and said, didn't, didn't we tie up three men and throw them into the furnace? They said, yes, sir, indeed. We did, your majesty. There were three of them. That's absolutely correct. Nebuchadnezzar said, look, I see four men unbound walking around in the fire. They aren't even hurt by the flames. And the fourth looks like a divine being. Amen. The King James says, and the fourth appears like the Son of God. Are you seeing what I'm saying? If you are willing to go through the furnace, God is willing to meet you in the furnace. He's not going to meet you outside the furnace because he wants to see what you're made of. God wants to see what we are made of. Now, there's people in this room today that have been through some extraordinary and extremely intense battles. And you're still here. You've suffered disappointment, you've suffered loss, you've suffered heartache, you've, you've had to face death, but you're still here. Why? Because God knows that there's something inside of you. You've got the but if not. You've got the but if not. You've got the but if not that says, if he doesn't, I'm still standing. If he doesn't, I'm still going to do it. And see, when they went into the furnace, God met them in the furnace. God says, I will meet you if you will get to this point. But we have to get to that point that says, you can do this, but God, if you don't, it's still okay. Look at your neighbor and tap him and say, it's still okay. So let me ask you this question. What are you facing 
that if God doesn't give you the answer you're looking for, is it still okay? Now it's hard. It's hard. I saw a big old six foot five, big old boy yesterday, built like a tank, cry like a baby. Because his mother was laying in that casket. And you know what? Not everything would have an explanation here. Not everything will have an explanation on this earth. But if not, but if not, if I get cancer and he doesn't heal me, why not? Just in November, some of the guys, there was like 13 or 14 of us men who went up to uh, northern Illinois, up to Tinley Park to a men's conference. Probably one of the best speakers of that conference was a guy named Eli Hernandez from Las Vegas, 59 years old. That was in November. In February, he contracted COVID-19. And the day or two after his birthday in May, he died. This guy had preached all over the world. I enjoyed listening to him teach and preach because I could relate to what he was saying, things that I, that made sense to me. I mean, he challenged my spirit. He, he helped me with some understanding in the things of the ways of the Lord. And two days after his birthday, he's dead. Why? Why, God? What's the purpose? He, he still had... He was, he was 60 years old. He still had 20, 25 good years of teaching. You know? I mean, you know what I'm going to look like when I'm 105 up here talking to you? Just like I look now. Frank, great is your reward, son. I'm buying you lunch today. Amen. That's the best compliment all day. Yeah. He still had time. He still had, he still had things to give. But if not, if you didn't do it, God, obviously you've got a plan. And that's where that blind faith has to kick in and say, you're able to do this, but if you don't, I'm still going to trust you. If you don't do this, I'm still going to serve you. If you don't bring the answer I want, I'm still walking with you. Why? Because God is looking for those who are willing to say, yes, he can, but if he doesn't. Nebuchadnezzar came as close as he could to the door of the flaming furnace, and he shouted, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God. Look at this. We just had this heathen king say a few verses back, who is your God that he will deliver you from my mighty power? Now he is saying servants of the Most High God. You see, if he doesn't do it, there may be something that God is trying to do with the situation. There may be something and a message that God is trying to bring, not just to three Hebrew boys, 
but he may be trying to reach a nation. Because the king, now Babylon at this time is the world power. It is the world superpower of, of the Old Testament times, the kingdom of Babylon. Most high God, come on out of here. Come out, come out. And they stepped out of the fire. Then the princes, the prefects, governors, and all those guys crowded around them and they saw that the fire had not touched them. The fire didn't touch them. They didn't have a blister. They didn't have a burn. They didn't even have, they didn't even have little fire flames, flames of fire burning off the hair off their arms. Nothing. Nothing at all. They didn't have any hair singed. Every time I grew up from my family, they are so blessed. Amen. Because not only do I grill for them, but I singe a few hairs on their steaks. Let me just rub it. This looks like pepper. Hallelujah. Not really. Not a hair was singed. Their clothing wasn't burned or scorched. They didn't even smell like smoke. They did not even smell like smoke. How many of you love the smell? You like to smell a campfire. How many of you like to smell like a campfire? Where are you? Come on. You like to get at the campfire, sit around, smell like the fire. Yeah, smoke, right? How many of you do not like that? If you will look, watch me at a campfire, I am, I am going upwind all the time. If it's swirling, I look like I'm playing duck, duck, goose because I'm trying to find where the smoke is going the opposite direction. I don't want to smell like that. Amen. It gets in your hair. What little bit I got left, it gets in there. Their hair wasn't even singed. They didn't even smell like smoke. Nothing came on them because they said God is able. But if he's not able, if he's not able, we're going to be in his presence in just a few seconds. Can you imagine when those big old guys in the kingdom threw them into that furnace and those flames licked those guys up? They're looking at those guys just disintegrate that are throwing them in. And they're, maybe they're thinking, I don't even feel any heat. What's going on? I can't feel. And then the other side of their brain said, here we go. We're out of here. I don't know. Was there a struggle in their mind? And if you have a struggle in your mind, guess what? That's normal. It's legal to have struggles in your mind. It's legal to question. It's not right to question, but it happens because that's our nature. We doubt. Don't let the devil, just because you doubt, don't let the devil use that against you to try to steal your faith. Keep walking with the Lord. All of us struggle. All of us have doubts. I pull up here on this property, and I look at this complex, and I, and I think back to where we came from, and I said, God, you gave us this building for a, to house a big harvest. Now we're not housing much more than when we left. Brother Larry was there. He knows about it. Dennis wasn't there. He was just on the screen on a prayer request. And they thought it was the other dentist in the church. We had the two dentists praying for one dentist who wasn't there yet and praying for the, and the other dentist is like, those aren't my prayer requests. I don't, you know. And I'm like, Brother Troy was there. It's like, okay. What, when you going to, 
I'm, can I be transparent? How many of you want me to tell you my dark secret? And I said to the Lord, uh, I'm, I'm about ready for you to fill this. I don't know why you haven't yet. Are you, I said, are you teasing me? Why are you teasing me? Now, none of you have ever said that to the Lord. None of you have ever said anything like that to the Lord. But I'm just telling you what I said. And guess what? I'm still here. He didn't kill me yet. You know why? Because he walked in this flesh. He knows our battles that we face. He knows the thoughts that we have to fight off. We have to fight off those thoughts. And then after I say, Lord, you're, why are you teasing me? Why don't you go ahead and fill this up? Then the next side of my brain kicks in and says, but Lord, you gave it to me. So in your time, you're going to do it. I know you're able, but if you don't do it right now, I know you're able. And who knows? Now I'm going to make a bold statement here. Hey, guess what? I may not be the one that sees this house filled up. I may be gone. Somebody may be crying over my casket before I see this building filled up. And I want everybody to come by and kiss me on the forehead. Amen. But don't cry your tears and drip makeup on my face. Okay? That won't look right. That splotches and the gray will be showing. Amen. I may not be the one, but God is able. But if not, they didn't even smell like smoke. God is able to bring you through this. Then Nebuchadnezzar said this, Praise to the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. I'm closing. He sent his angel to rescue his servants who trusted in him. They defied the king's command. Now this is Nebuchadnezzar. This is the one who threw them into the fire. Had them thrown in. This is the one who commanded them, If you're not going to bow down, brothers, you're going to burn. Bow or burn. We could copyright that and give that to the protesters. Amen? Maybe we can make some money off of them. They can walk through the cities. Bow or burn. Bow or burn. Yeah. My Lord. That could be a building fundraiser. Yes, Lord. This is the guy that said, they defied my command. They defied my command. What is God trying to do here? They were willing to die rather than serve or worship any god except their own. Watch what he does. Therefore, I make this decree. Let's all stand. If any people, whatever their race or nation or language, speak a word against the god of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they will be torn limb to limb, and their houses will be crushed into heaps of rubble. There is no other god who can rescue like this. Give the Lord some praise right there. He is able to deliver me out of the furnace. But if he doesn't, he may just want to win a nation through my sacrifice. He just may want to touch somebody that wouldn't have been touched if it hadn't been for me saying he's able. But if he doesn't, I'm not moving. I'm still here. I'm still showing up. Amen. I'm still showing up. Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to even higher positions. Everybody say higher positions in the providence of Babylon. God wants to use us for his glory. 
he can, but if he doesn't, it's still for his glory. He can, but if he doesn't, it's still for his glory. I'm not going to go into a lot of detail, but many of you know that Amy and I went through a huge transition several years ago. And from that transition, this church was birthed. But listen, it didn't happen overnight, and it wasn't easy. Okay? It was not easy. I have never had a baby, but I felt like I probably had triplets that day. Whatever that feels like, I don't know. But I'm telling you, it was tough. And there, there were people who lied about us. There were people who said things that weren't true. I guess that's lying, right? There were people who accused us. There were even, watch this, there were even Christian people that said, well, Amy, she could, she could do this, but she'd have to divorce Tracy. We're a package deal, man. You get the little brown-eyed girl, you get the fat, blonde-haired slob right here, man. So there were and in, in, in the Amish community there's a thing called shunning. Okay? You've, you've, most of you've heard about shunning, right? Well, it happens in the church world too. It ain't just the Amish. Don't blame just the Amish, okay? It's human nature. It's human nature. Okay, because whoever whoever you align yourself with, their enemies become your enemies, and their their friends become your friends. Okay, and there were actually people that I had been in, uh, in situations with in life that turned and didn't even recognize me, didn't even know me. Ran into them face to face, and they looked at me like I was like, you know, somebody from Massachusetts that you never seen before. And I'm telling you, this week God did some things that have just totally blown me away. But you know what it's taken? It's taken about 15 years. And in those 15 years, God helped me to get through the healing to build in me the process that I need to walk through the next battle and face the next fiery furnace. But God was also building in that whole situation a way for his name and his kingdom to get the glory. Amen. So God will blow your minds. And listen, you, there's hope in your life as long as you have breath in your body. You hear that? This is a very important deal because the strobe lights are flashing on me right now. They're taking pictures. 
As long as you've got life in your body, God can still do a work in you. And God can still do a work. So, he is able, but if not, if I've talked to anybody today, I'd like for you to just come on up here. We're going to have a little time of prayer. Kayla's going to sing something here. But talk to you today. Some things may not turn out like you want them to. Not right now. And you won't be able to explain why God didn't do it now. But it may come 15 years later. It may be right away. And God does it and brings glory to the whole situation. Amen. And then there's this. It may not, you may never know until you get to the other side. You may never know until you get to the other side. Are we big enough to do that? That's the question today. Are we big enough to do that? That if I have to wait to the other side, I can wait to the other side. God, you're well able. But if not, amen. Anybody? Come on. Come on. Let's all gather around. Come on, all of us. Come on. All all y'all. Say it so Caitlin can understand. All y'all. All y'all. He will be faithful to the end. He will provide time and time again. Yes, he will be faithful. Oh, faithful to the
Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Moving every heart and life right now in Jesus' name. God, you know where each and every one of us are at. You know the battles that we're facing. We try to fight them on our own. God, help us to remember that you are able to deliver us. But if not, that's where we have to learn to let go. If not, the battle is still going to be yours, Lord. If not, the battle is still going to be yours, Lord. If not, the battle is still going to be yours. i got to take my hands off of it. I gotta take my hands off. Faithful. going to be faithful to the end. Faithful to the end. Now I want you to try to recognize the end part here, okay? We think in our minds the end part is the end of that situation that's favorable for us. But God's end is different than our end. Because, see, we're still stuck in this human body, so we just see things temporarily. And temporary, temporal, the Bible calls it. King James, temporal. We see it temporal. It's just right here. But the end that he'll be faithful to is when he gets you to glory. When he finishes the race with you and you're in glory with him forever and ever and ever. He's not looking just for the situation and the temporary. He's looking for the, the, the end way down the road. Amen. we get to the other side. You see, the work for the boys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, it wasn't, it wasn't the image, and it wasn't the furnace. It wasn't the image, and it wasn't the furnace that God's sights were on. God's focus, God's sights was, I'm going to touch this nation. I'm going to touch this kingdom. I'm going to touch everyone in this kingdom by these boys. And the boys were just saying, we're not going to bow. We're not going to worship. Sorry, we can't do it. But God's saying, I'm not even worried. I'm just, I'm just using you. Anybody ever prayed that? Do you like people to use you? Why do we ask God to use us? 
and then get mad at him. Another sermon. You get mad and you say, they use me. Bernie used me. Bernie, he, he said, Pastor, I'm just going to give you a free haircut. I'll show you what I can do with that head of yours, that egg-shaped head of yours. And then, now he won't even talk to me. He's using me. And we get aggravated. We get upset. We get offended, hurt. And at the same time, out of our same mouth, we say, God, use us. And then when he starts to use us, we start to complain. start to complain. Let me give you, you want an example? Let me give you an example. God said to the children of Israel or to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, I'm going to build you boys in a great nation. Well, they just wandered around. They were Bedouins. You've been to Israel? You've been to Israel? They were Bedouins. Bedouins are shepherds. They're nomads. When the pastures are gone here, they move somewhere else. That's what Abraham and Isaac and Jacob were, Bedouins. They weren't IT guys and didn't own restaurants. And so God says, well, didn't tell him this, but God says, I'm going to take the slavery of 400 years in Egypt as a process, and I'm going to make a 70-member family into a nation of millions. And all during the process of God using the process, they complained. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were simply being used by the Lord to bring attention not just to a king, but to the entire empire of Babylon, that there is a God in heaven. And if anybody speaks against the God of heaven, the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, we're going to bulldoze his house. We're going to punish him. So God didn't just get the glory in one situation. But God got the glory of the whole empire and whole nation. And so God's trying to use us. And sometimes if, when the answer doesn't come the way we want it to, and we get all upset, we get all frustrated, all flustered, maybe that's what God's trying to do. But, but if not, amen. I give myself away. Let's lift 
her hands, close her eyes. Oh, leaving here in just a moment. I give myself away so you can use me. I give myself In the name of Jesus, Lord, let us give ourselves away. Yes, let us understand that if not, let us understand that there's a bigger picture that you're looking at, God. Let us understand there's a greater end that you may be looking at than what we see in our present battle right now. In Jesus' name, let us see it. words that we have spoken, God, find good ground in each of our hearts. Help me to realize, and Lord, I saw it all this week come to pass, that it, but if not, there's a greater thing that you got planned for us. So Lord, in Jesus' name, I pray, give us patience, give us understanding, and Lord, give us wisdom that we can see what you're doing understand what you're trying to do and give us that wisdom to accept what you're working in our lives. Lord, let each and every person here today, let them be full of your presence when they leave this place. Let them be full of your glory. Let them take a tour of their homes to their families, their extended families. Let them take it to their spouses. Let them take it, Lord, to their children. I pray in Jesus' name. Be with them. And God, let them realize that you are able right now. But if not, then later we'll understand why. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Once again, Lord, let your anointing rest on us in a powerful way this week. Bring us in contact with someone that's searching for you. Bring us in contact with somebody hungry for you. And Lord, let our mouth not be shut, but let us share the words of life to see someone else born into your kingdom. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Somebody said amen. 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 Now, before you leave, on the life group deal, all of them were on Sunday nights before Sunday evenings, okay? Uh, because of work schedules, some people can't do that. I know Bobby works a lot of Sundays, and I know RJ works a lot of Sundays. And R.J. works 12-hour shifts.